Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Father Fidelis Mukonori. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like, and share. Let's get down to some work. Father Fidelis Mukonori, welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. Most welcome. Thank you. What a pleasure. It's such a pleasure having you here, and I'll tell you why. Because you have had the front seat on a number of huge historical developments in Zimbabwe. I'll Thank take a, a, front, a, 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 a helicopter view You've had close conversations with uh, the late Josiah Togugara. He was actually your friend. Yes. Rex Nongo was your friend. Yes. You had intimate conversations with Joshua Nkomo. Yes. Samora Michelle. Yes. Kenneth Kaunda. Yes. Robert Mgabe. Yes. You uh, were instrumental uh, in negotiating the exit of President Robert Mgabe in 2017 yes. after the coup. Yes. You were instrumental in negotiating the GNU between ZANU-PF and MDC. Yes. What a privilege that must have been. Thank you. A privilege it was. So my question to you is, having seen all this, we've just come out of an election now, and reading this book, what goes through your mind seeing that we've just had an election, we are at each other's throats? Well, what, what goes through your mind? What do you think should be done? Thank you, Trevor. What goes in my mind is, <clears throat> even though God says uh, he created us in his own image. But the kind of image that we give about ourselves is very different at different times. The times and seasons that we go through is the type of life that we live. We are very seasonal. When things are good, <clears throat> we play the good. When we believe things are not so good, we decide to play the bad boys, the bad girls, or the good boys, the good girls, or sometimes we are not sure the quiddity of our being. Quiddity meaning the, the whatness of mm. our being. Mm. And that's the kind of human being we, we are. 
there is the sophistication side of our being, and there is the rumble side of our being, meaning to say, Because I'm a theologian, I resort, resort sometimes to, to naturally, biblical, naturally, yeah. biblical issues. <clears throat> Excuse me. When uh, Lucifer decides to uh, go against God, he decides because he thought he was bigger than God and that he would be God himself. And sometimes it is still with us even today. <laughs> we, to think that we're God. Think that we are bigger than God. And sometimes to think that we have to tell God what, what to do and how he should do things. Mm. And as a result, we forget that we are such a finite human being and that we, if we could live this life 10% well, 10% well, would change this world. We would change Zimbabwe. <clears throat> if we lived 10% of our world in Zimbabwe well, with our uh, percentage of uh, people in Zimbabwe today, would change this world. Mm. Why? The, 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 let me take you to the point that you say, the Lucifer. Politics does seem to bring to, to turn us into Lucifers, isn't it? Many things, even going to church, tends to, can turn us into Lucifers. But as well. politics is terrible when it when it comes to that, in terms of what it does with us and to each other. I believe we abuse it. For, uh, I'm taking the philosophical side of issues. I believe we abuse uh, politics as uh, a thinking uh, ground. And we abuse the politics by saying, no, we are playing politics here. Mm. No, it's not true. We are not playing politics. <clears throat> Excuse me. We believe, what I believe is that grace build upon nature. Uh, grace builds upon nature, which means if you are intelligent, grace builds the nature of in, an intelligent person, mm. and you do it so well, and you produce good things. If you, if I decide to be idiotic, the grace who build the idiocy of me, exactly what I do. What beauty can come out of where we are now, where one side is disputing the elections, one other side is saying the elections are, cannot be disputed, is what the people said. What beauty can come out of this? What what is it that grace can do with where we are at the moment? Apparently, <clears throat> the people who are disputing 
I make a, a laugh of it because both leaders are lawyers. They say they are lawyers, and they believe they should be their lawyers. And what I, what a misnomer of disputation. I explain. I, ex, 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 I like to believe that a lawyer thinks logically, and one say one lawyer says, "I dispute." Another lawyer says, it's non-disputive, it's okay. And what makes me mad is what a, a loss of education in educating people to become lawyers and dispute and not to show the dispute. I was trained by the United Nations. I, I went to Mozambique uh, after the death of Samra Michel. I, as um, the United Nations uh, commissioner, and we we were trained how to deal with the elections in Mozambique. And I was one of the commissioners in Mozambique. And because of my background, I was given one of the uh, farthest uh, places in um, uh, the last province called Nyasa province, quite, quite far off. And uh, I said to the young men and women who were given to me to work with, I said, do you want to, would you like to make history? They said, yes, I'd like to make history. I said, okay. I said, I give you this time. <laughs> you come back at... past the three, because we want to start our counting of these um, uh, voters, these votes, at four o'clock. So I gave them almost about five, six hours. They enjoyed themselves. And exactly at three, half past three, in fact, before half past three, they were there, exactly at four, I said to them, once we start, we are not going to stop mm -hmm. until we, fin we are finished. And we did. And the whole night, the United Nations peacekeeping force, mm -hmm. everyone was around. And they, by half past 11, the, the United Nations uh, guy said, Father, uh, the whole of Mozambique has gone to bed. And I said, uh, me and my young men and women here, we are not going to bed. We go to bed when we are through. We're going to finish. We decided. 
So we are going to do it. So what, what's the relevance of that to, to this battle? The relevance situation? of it is there was no... How, I wanted to prove to them yeah. that you cannot steal. It's not stealable. Mm. Why? Because every, <clears throat> every party had someone there. So and how, we were counting. What do we do now with where we are, with these two lawyers that you've described disputing this? What's the way out? Probably let's do it the, the, the Catholic way. Mm-hmm. We put them in a house mm-hmm. and they, dis, they discuss and decide until they are through. Mm. We give them food inside. They eat we lock the room. We lock the room. Don't come out until we come out until out. we are done, because my brother, over seventy thousand lives died in Chimurenga too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. I'm still trying to find out how many died in Chimurenga one. Mm-hmm. Are we blood letters? Mm-hmm. Are we blood suckers? Why as Zimbabweans, we, we, we have to learn seriously that this is the second Chimurenga. And after the second Chimurenga, we still dispute. And if, if we are educated as we believe in Zimbabwe, there is a lot of education that we take, which takes place. Why do we dispute if this if this is non-disputative, if it is di- disputative, why should we allow that dispute to take place? When it, when we have to do it, it, let it be done properly, so that people have to accept to say, "Okay, I am done for now, but I will be coming back in the future." What would you- or someone will have to say, make sure that no. I cannot steal because this is not stealable. Mm. Why can't we make sure that there's no, there's no evidence to steal and it's not stealable? Mm. Interesting point. What would you do if the two men invited you to say, help us find each other? Well, I think they know me well now. Because I have to talk to I have talked to, to each one of them. What would you it's a separate what would, what would you do if they said help us find each other? Well, I'll take them through the logic of philosophy to say Zimbabwe has lost in Shumarenga two over seventy thousand lives plus the previous Perhaps we've lost over 100,000 lives. Why should they play with the human lives? This kind of, uh, uh, you, you stole my votes, I didn't steal, my, didn't steal your votes, can end up people wanting to go back again to the bush? Why? And, in, and usually, they are not the, those people who tell others to go to the bush, they are not the ones who, who go to the front. Yeah. No, it will be the rear. We will take a break, uh, Father. That's a very important point that you've raised there. When we come back, I want us to go to 
the point where you help um, Robert Mugabe and Morgan Kotsangarai sit down and deal with the crisis that Zimbabwe had. So please don't go away. When we come back, we're going to look into the role that uh, Father Fidelis Mukonari played and see whether there are lessons for us in terms of where we are right now. What has MDC to offer? What has SANU-PF to offer? Back to our conversation with uh, Father Fidelis uh, Mukonori. Father, we've been here before as a country. Um, in 2000, you found yourself being invited, correct me if I'm wrong, but you find yourself invited by Morgan Swangirai. Yes. To negotiate an agreement with Robert Mugabe after the disputed election. Yes. What was what is it like doing that? What are, what were the key issues that you had to make this man come alive to? I tell you, it was when I look back talking to Morgan Changirai was a blessing. Because he and I, we were not new, new, new faces to each other. Why? Because we trained Morgan Shangirai in um, uh, issues pertaining to uh, his works uh, as a trade unionist. As a trade unionist, mm -hmm. we, tra we trained him as a trade unionist at Silvera House as part of the part of his mm. his training. So it was not easy de dealing with him, talking to him. It was not difficult, rather. It was not difficult to, yeah. talk, to talk to him. Yeah. We had known each other with uh, President Mugabe, mm -hmm. you as brother Fidelis, right throughout the war. We shared so much. So when he came to say, Brother Fidelis, I have been advised by my colleagues that we need to discuss uh, with the, with the pri then prime minister. And I said, uh, why did you come to me? Mm -hmm. And he said, I came to you because I know you can talk to him. And he won't say no to you. I said, okay. So indeed, I, I, I went to the prime minister Mugabe and I said, uh, the president of MDC would like to uh, see you, would like to talk to you. He would like to open a conversation with you. Meaning, Zano PF and MDC to have a serious discussion. 
Ich sagte, okay, could he, can we, can we discuss it? I said, yes. Um, then I suggested to Morgan to write a letter. Mm. So he wrote a letter. And I said, let's, let's professionalize this issue. So when he wrote a letter, I took the letter to the, the prime minister. The prime minister read the letter. I said, yes, okay, I will I'll take it up. Mm. I'll take it up. And uh, the president, eh, not the prime minister. Mugabe was president. Was, by then, president. By then he was pre president. Yeah, president. Then he was president. Yeah, president. Yes, he was, he was president. And uh, we, um, within a given time, I'm running fast. Uh, the ZANU PF, uh, they had a team. Uh, then the current the current Minister of Foreign Affairs was the head of the uh, Sanu PF team. That was Shawa. Yes, Freddy Shawa. And um, uh, on the other side, uh, is another colleague, uh, I'm not sure if he's still, he's still alive. Uh, so they were really very good people. And um, we started that at Silvera House, and we started it very quietly, as quietly as we could, mm. so that we would cover as much ground as possible. Out of public scrutiny. Yes, before we, you know, in public, you know, out of public scrutiny. And uh, at some point in time, uh, the frontline states said uh, they, they were interested in uh, uh, the dispute which was taking place in Zimbabwe. And uh, when Obasanjo and uh, then President of South Africa, Tabo, Tabo Mbeki, came, uh, they, were, they, were, they were surprised and actually they were shocked. About the, gr the ground that you covered. the ground which had, which had already been covered. Mm. So in the end, they said, why is it being so quiet? I said, well, that's what the chairman who is chair was chairing wants, because he wants to that we cover as much as possible. Who was the chairman? I was the chairman. The chairman. Yes. So that's what I wanted. I prefer to, to do, do it, things. do things quietly. Uh, I don't believe... The, once you go in public, politicians uh, start uh, grandstanding. Oh yes, so I'm not. A, I'm not a politician. Well, what What were the main for you as you sit here? What lessons can you share with the viewers out there? What were the main lessons? The issue is exactly where. What has MDC to offer? What has San PF to offer? Those were the issues uh, which they were looking at. And uh, this, the, the, the team which I had was really a team with really serious-minded persons. Once, once in a while, uh, I think uh, one or two persons had to move on, on both sides. Um, 
but otherwise most of the most of the, most of the guys were really serious minded mm. people what were the sticking issues in your view i mean it's far back it's, it's 23 years yes, ago yes what, what what do you remember to have been the sticking issues the sticking issues were what happened at the polling stations right so what happened at the polling stations and um it is still behooves me even today uh, from the way i was trained by the united nations to say if each party has to have a representation of per- persons at each each reporting station. station so until that is finished no there's no movement mm. and you you all believe when when it's done you close for the next day and the next day you come and mm. you start it again exactly what what, what had happened but clearly that is that has not been happening here what has been happening in, in terms of your point the important point that you raise father that if every party has a polling agent let the process will, is incomplete until all the polling stations and the polling agents report on what transpired is that what you say that's what i'm saying meaning for for each day uh, you you close for the day yes right yeah and uh every party would have would have been having a, a, represent, a representative mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. yes so when you agree uh that it's the end of today and uh what you do to ensure that there's been, there's not been any stuffing of at the extra papers in every polling booth or every polling station what do you do what do you do Well, well you, you you ensure that if the, the parties if if the parties have to be there so 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 be it so that there's confidence on so on that there's side. confidence on every on on all the sides mm. yes well what surprised you with with with, with the way the negotiations uh, proceeded and 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 were concluded resulting in a in a genuine is there anything that surprised you nothing surprised me because i kept saying to president to president mugabe you need to talk to morgan twangirai and i always used to go to morgan twangirai to say you need indeed you need to talk to president mugabe mm-hmm. and the two of you have to come if to agree by agreeing you know, it's not just the two of you but as the parties mm-hmm. you have to agree mm-hmm. and they ended up with the gnu when you're looking back now the gnu the way it um it it ran any what are your thoughts um were you were you comfortable with the way it was run i was comfortable and not comfortable yes, i was comfortable the way the gnu was running i was not comfortable with what appeared to be some ad extra finances coming from outside Zimbabwe. Mm. Talk to me about that. 
there was some money that was coming from outside Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. uh, which appeared to be pay, to be paying an extra to the other side of the of the group. I cannot say how much it was, yeah, because I was not part of it. Yeah, that was my concern and my worry. Did it did it distort the arrangement um, in any way? Did it cause any eruptions? It didn't cause any eruptions, but it kept a certain comfort of one side. Uh -huh. Yes. Are you, Meaning, are you at liberty to share which side was kept no. comfortable? No. Okay. You you leave it to us to to guess. Yes. <laughs> this is the book, eh? The man in the middle. We shall. Wow, this is this is a borrowed. <laughs> we shall come back and uh, discuss this book. So please don't go away. We will get into this book. And you say the mission for you for writing this book was to expose some of the painful things that were happening in the country that people didn't want to 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 talk about. Please yes. don't go away. When we come back, we'll be discussing the contents of this amazing book. Um, see you on the other side. When the war was over, we started as if nothing had happened. Greetings. My name is Trevor Nube, host of In Conversation with Trevor, Zimbabwe's most engaging conversational show. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. We've brought before your screens change makers from arts, business, and politics, and from the region. Please join our growing community of viewers. Subscribe, like, and share. Welcome back to our conversation with Father Fidelis Mukonori. Father, you did say, you did ask the question that if you were to sit with um, Nelson Chamisa and uh, President Nangago, you'd ask, are we that bloodthirsty? Mm. You've written two bo three books, Father, which really go to the heart of the things that have troubled us as a nation. The first book is Peace is in My Blood. The second book is The Genesis of Violence in Zimbabwe. And then this book, which is a book that I really want to strongly recommend to viewers who are interested in understanding the war, Lancaster House negotiations, the negotiations between the, the relationship of Robert Mugabe and Joshua Nkomo, um, the struggles within the struggle within Zapu and Zanu. This book goes to the heart of it. I mean, I am Embarrassed that I didn't know that this book existed. Um, relieved that I've, I'm now going to be buying copies and really suggesting anybody who wants to have a knowledgeable, a knowledgeable conversation about where this country is and why we are where we are. This is the book. You were involved in preparing for the Lancaster House negotiations behind yes. the scenes. You have you you witnessed the war. Yes. You have you had forty-two of uh, 
your good friends are killed in an act which, uh, you know, we think the Seleucids did it. Yes. You were involved in negotiating, you know, like we said, uh, uh, Zanu and uh, rather President Mugabe and um, Morgan Tsangirai coming together. You've seen the bloodletting that this country has come through. And the question that I, I have for you is, do you think that we've dealt with our past sufficiently for us to avoid making the mistakes of the past, particularly when it comes to bloodletting? Uh, Trevor, I, I don't think so. <clears throat> what is essential, in my view, is... Um, uh, after the, the the size and the space of time, you know, if we, if we are talking from 1966 to December 27th, 1979, that's a long that's a long war. Time. Yeah, that's a long war. And uh, when the people came, when the war was over. We started as if nothing had happened. I think that was, um, well, people were, I can understand, people were tired of the war. I, I was part of the boots on the ground in the, in the Catholic Commission of Justice and Peace. I traveled everywhere. But the issue of saying the war is ended made everyone say, now, it's as if let's forget the past and let's get on with the, our, our independence and get on. That is not so. People did not have the time to remember that over 70,000 lives were lost. I kept reminding P.F. Zappa and P.F. that 70,000 lives were lost. Because that was part of my work. It needed to, to say, was there a justification? Fortunately, sorry, but a little rollback. 1978, Trevor, a, the Catholic Church, uh, headed by Archbishop Patrick Chakaipa and Bishop Helmut Rector, I represented the Catholic Commission of Justice and Peace. We went and spent two weeks in Lusaka, in Zambia negotiating with the Patriotic Front, talking to P.F. Zapu and talking to Zano P.F. Vamugabe, uh, through then Minister of Foreign Affairs. Shamerida. No, Minister of Foreign Affairs in Mozambique. Oh, right. Who, who became the, uh, President Ch Joachim Chisano. I was talking to him. Uh, 1978, I was the one I was in touch with him. 
and they said, look, Brother Fidelis, uh, the president of Zanopiev says, there's no need for the Catholic bishops to come over to Mozambique because they are on their way there for a meeting anyway. Therefore, it is easier that I come with my team, mm. President Mugabe, I come with my team there, and then we, we, we discuss. And he did. He came. And there was, there was discussion. The discussion in that issue, we want to make an, 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 a point. Mm. We, uh, the, we asked the same question in, to Joshua Nkomo. We asked the same question to Robert Mugabe. Why did they start the war? Mm. And they stayed. Archbishop Chakaipa, we it was never our intention to start a war. As nationalists, we knew we were oppressed. But we tried to negotiate and we were crushed. We tried to demonstrate and we were flushed out by the by the regime. So we, we tried to, to do the best thing we could do, and we were never heard. So why, why was that point important in terms of the bloodletting we took, we talked about? Well, that is, it's, in the end, they said, because we were being crushed with the weapons of we war, to fight. so we decided to, yeah. go, to go to war. So how do we make things right after the war? You rightly say... After the war, people were excited. The war is over and so forth. Let's get on as if nothing has, done, has been done, has happened rather. What should have been done? What should have been done was to sit down and go through the exercise of saying, people of Zimbabwe, this is what happened Why we had to go to war. Make an exercise of intelligence mm. so that people can say, we indeed... we." I, we were we were counting the Catholic Communist Justice and Peace from five people a day, ten people a day, a thousand people a day to one thousand two hundred lives a day. That was not that was that was serious. So all these people who were dying, why were they dying? Because the war was was once the wheels of the war begin to turn, turn. it's very difficult to stop it. Mm. So it, it needed people to say, let's take the stock. Say, we should, let us say, never again yeah. should we ever go back to this kind of a, an issue. That could have helped to that kind of uh, making an assessment that could have helped even to this day to say, guys, let us, we are trading on eggshells. Mm. We don't want to go back to, to, to war. Mm. Or we may not go back to, to, to war, but we will continue to make people suffer. It's right now people are, are suffering. People are suffering. And there is, of course, there is the, the, the sanctions issue. But, but before we go to the sanctions issue, which is a, a very important point, because no sooner had independence come than Entumbane and Kukurawundi hit the nation. 
right in the face. And you do say <clears throat> in this book, because I don't think that Gukuraundi was dealt with. First of all, the war was not dealt with properly. Yeah. There was no closure. Yes. There was no healing. And uh, soon after that, there's Gukuraundi. And I like what you say about Gukuraundi here. Um, you say, um, where, where is this? I'm, I'm going to that page. You say, the mystery surrounding Gukuraundi and the massacres themselves would be a dark mark on our history forever. For true reconciliation, healing, and integration to occur, the truth must come out. Otherwise, we are doomed to repeat the same mistake again and again. There's an expression in Shona which always comes to mind when I reflect on these tragedy, tra tragedies. Where bulls fight, it is the grass that suffers. The grass is suffering right now. The Gukuraundi tragedy has, been, has not been revisited. We haven't learned the lessons. The war tragedy of 70,000 dead has not been revisited mm -hmm. to say, never again will this happen. Mm -hmm. And I want to say to you, Father, that the tools, the art of the war, the tools, the art of Gukuraundi, and even the people who are responsible for Gukuraundi and part of the massacres during the war are alive and walking and are repeating those mistakes. What do we do? We, dis we need to discuss the difference between animal beings and human beings is that human beings, we can sit and we can discuss. That lack of sitting and discussing is what is the cause and causality of what, where we are today. Why can't we sit down and discuss? Well, our president is a lawyer. CCC president is a lawyer. It would be interesting to see lawyers having the common sense, common, common sense, if they can say, let us discuss, let's sit down and discuss. That's what common sense is. But we go to universities to look for common sense. Common sense is not so common, including among the lawyers. Because, Father, where we are right now, people are hurting. People are hurting. The sanctions are hurting people. The, uh, the oppression from the government is hurting the people. Uh, people don't have jobs. People are poor. The Bible says, take care of the orphans. Take care of the widows. Take care of the poor. The widows, the orphans, and the poor are suffering. One would have thought that that is enough to cause the two liars that we're talking about here to say, the election has not resolved the problem. Let's sit and discuss. Yes. Help me understand why this is not happening. Well, that is, that is the, what the issue is to say. Uh, the, the elected president and could humbly say, 
let us sit down and discuss. And the one who says, no, I am not satisfied. My, I, I believe the elections were not free and they were not fair. Should have also the courage. It takes courage for someone to say, let us sit down and discuss. It takes courage. It takes wisdom. Thank you. All right. I, I withdraw. It takes wisdom. Well, and ball. It takes courage ball. It, is wisdom. Wisdom, yes. No, you don't have to withdraw. So yes. it takes courage and wisdom. Yes. To say, let's sit down and talk. Yes. So a man who says, uh, Father, after an election like this, I won, but let's sit down and talk. Talk. A man after an election like this who loses and picks up the phone and say, Yes, things didn't go all right. Let's sit down and, and talk. talk. That's courage. That is wisdom. wisdom. We're not seeing Both. any of those yes. two things yeah. here, Father. So that is what I think we have to agree, that it is essential of uh, the two to sit down and discuss. Discussion is more difficult than toy-toying on the streets. Which will get people killed. Yeah, and it will get people killed. And discussions are more difficult because it requires the thinking. And the thinking is a, an exercise, is an exercise which has no textbook. And the thinking requires someone who has to know how to think. Can I add something else? Sitting down to negotiate requires humility. Thank you. And selflessness, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. We, we're not humility. seeing much of it around, uh, Father. Yes, I think that is, that is part of the issue, and that we need that humility. Well, I was making a proviso to say, when you have people who, it's only a lawyer who is called an educated person, as if my know, learned as, friend, as, as learned friend, as if <laughs> no one else is, is learned, but there has to be a, dis, a, a display to say, indeed, we are learned, and therefore let us sit down and discuss. And therefore, it seems to me it is essential, and we would like to appeal. And uh, I think I believe it is necessary. It's not too late to request uh, the two sides, uh, the winner and the loser, to say, please, can you sit down and discuss? I'm going to push you to the point that you asked, which is very important, as you are negotiating with, um, with um, President Robert Mugabe and Morgan Changirai. What's in it for President Mnangagwa? What's in it for Chamisa? What does Chamisa bring into this? What yes. does Nangagwa bring into this? Can we address that? And remembering the grass and the elephant. Yes. The issue is the grass suffers, but it has no feeling. 
the problem is the people who suffer because of the CCC and uh, ZANU-PF disagreeing and without sitting down. There's bloodletting. Mm. How long will you allow that to continue, Father? Not more. Not a day longer? No. So there is need for serious discussion. Mm. Yes. You, you talk about pain, and I felt pain as you were writing about your friend Tongogara. Um, how humble he was. And, and the fact that Tongogara said to you, and I read, <clears throat> my last meeting with Josiah, just the two of us, is a bittersweet memory. As always, we talked late into the night. He told me how for years he had been wanting to write a book about Herbert Chitepo. One of his biggest regrets was that people thought he had his old friend and mentor killed over politics, which could not have been further from the truth. I told him he would have time to remedy that with so much more, but he just nodded sadly. So Chitepo gets killed. The question mark remains as to who killed Chitepo. Josiah is accused in certain circles. Josiah Tongogara gets killed. Question marks remain. Um, General Mujuru gets killed. Question marks remain. Is this what the war was about? Is it what liberation was about? That some of us, after independence, will be killed and we won't know who did it. And we go on. We, con we, we live on as if nothing has happened again. Mm -hmm. I, I felt your pain. Your friend wanted to absolve himself and say, I didn't kill Chitepo. He died before explaining himself. The question mark remains. But the question mark remains, who killed Josiah Tongogara? Mm -hmm. The bigger question is, what kind of a society are we? Mm -hmm. Trevor, if you don't mind, I give an issue to the death of Tongogara. For sure, when I said to him, uh, we will meet at home. When you come back, when, when you come home, we will meet. Because he had said to me, we have decided this is the last and we will be coming back, we will be coming home. And he was saying that with such an enthusiasm. And then I said, okay, so when, when you come home, um, Sorry. February 24th, 1979, at 12 o'clock midnight, I said to him in Maputo, when are we coming home? 
And he closed his eyes and he said, the end of the year, the war is coming to an end. We'll be coming home. That was 79, February 79, 12 o'clock, the 12th of February 1979. We'll be coming home. Meaning, end of the war, mm -hmm. the end of the year, mm -hmm. the war is coming to an end. And they did. Lancaster House became the last. But when I asked him, in Lancaster House, are we going to, so we shall, we shall meet at home. He never answered. He never answered you. So when I heard that Josiah Mangamatongo Gara had been killed, I went to the uh, uh, Lodge Soames and I said, uh, Commissioner, this, the death of this man, we might linger for a long time. Please, can you assist us in any way? He said, oh, brother, I've just been, uh, I've just received a letter from President Mugabe saying, please, can you, can you assist to, can you assist me to embalm the body of Josiah Tongogara? because I would like people to see his body. And his body was embalmed by the British government. And everybody saw Tongogara's body. And he was the first man to lie in, uh, at, the, at the, the National Heroes Acre. But when I said to him, when you come home, he, he, he didn't. He didn't respond. He didn't respond. The issue is, when I asked the commissioner, uh, the British commissioner here to, to, to assist, I said, please, can you make sure you do your, you, you do your findings, your military findings? as to the cause of the death of Josiah Tongogara. Get other people to be, in, to, be uh, to do the same. Uh, beside uh, the, uh, the, 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 beside Mozambique itself and uh, Zanu PF itself. And please, can you make sure also see the, Tanzania is also involved. That was never done, was it? According to the group, which according to the Commissioner uh, Lord Soames, Lord Soames, he said, "This is what he, he, he said to him, brother. We have our British forces who know how to handle these things." We discussed, we, we saw the man who was the driver. We were given the opportunity to talk to the man who was the driver. The man was just an ordinario of the Mozambicano. We had no idea 
who told that I was, who was driving the who was driving this huge vehicle. He's the one who who caused the who caused the death. So he was totally a no one. He had no idea. When I asked uh, Josiah Tunga Mirai, mm. because he was his car was in front, and Tongugara was his car. car was behind. So he said, when they went. He, they realized for two minutes there was no vehicle coming. And they waited for another minute, and then they went back. And when they went back, they saw an accident had taken place. Mm -hmm. Shall I stop you there and we take a break and we come back? Uh, please don't go away. Um, join us. And when you join us, we're going to um, have, take a peek into... Uh, Father McConaughey's uh, help in negotiating the exit of uh, President Robert Mugabe and the coming in of uh, uh, President Nagago. So please don't go away. See you on the other side. We as Zimbabweans, we should not allow our leaders to play with, uh, with our lives. Mm. Welcome back to our conversation with Father Fidelis uh, Mukonori. Um, Father, I, I'm I can't stop thanking you for this for this book, but kicking myself for not knowing that this book exists. And I, I'll really, uh, you know, recommend anybody out there who really wants to understand um, the 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 a big part of our history around the Lancaster House, the war, Kukura Wundi, and that all that kind of stuff. Father McConaughey was right there, boots on the ground at Lancaster House, spoke to Robert Mugabe, spoke to Joshua Nkomo, Josiah Tungogara. It's all in here. Father, let me take you to uh, what you say about Reverend Davaning Sitole. You say, I later learned that the good Reverend Sitole had in his entourage some very dangerous men, former assassins who did his dirty work. Having met them personally, I heard their story. This is a certainty and not conjecture. They are still alive, and I will not put their names in this book. And you did not put their names in this book. And I raise this issue uh, further to say we should never put our trust in men. Men will always disappoint you. And these men that you write about here, they are men made of flesh and blood, with a lot of weaknesses. We should never worship men, but put our trust in God. And Father, you know, I see people worshipping politicians in ZANU-PF. I see people worshipping politicians in CCC. Never worship a man. Worship God. And I want to say to you, Father, 
and push back as much as you want. But the result of June 2023, there's no panic in heaven. (laughs) God knows exactly Mm -hmm. what's happened. Mm -hmm. What is happening is either God's perfect will or God's permissive will. God's will will be done. But our trust ought to be in him, not in man. Do you want to push back? Yes, I would like to pull it. (laughs) (laughs) The reason is because we were created in God's image. In God's image. But we are not God. We are copies. We are copies. So copies make mistakes. Copies can be. We don't want to be Lucifer's. But actually we can be close to Lucifer's if we are not careful. And we will not be condemned by God. We have not been condemned by God as, as humans. But we will end up condemning each other and condemning ourselves. And that is to say, lead, human leadership is human leadership. Mm. And we have to take it that with a pinch of salt. That is to say, we believe in human understanding, but we have to realize that the frail, human frailty mm. and fickleness is always abound. And therefore, we have to put in our laws, rules, and regulations to regulate humanity, to regulate our leaders. If we do not regulate our leaders, they will derail us, hmm. as which is the possible case. Right now in Zimbabwe, it, it, will, be, it will be a continuum, a song of my votes were stolen. Oh, no, this was not the best way to do it. But guess, guess what? In Europe, in America, they do not invite us. They never invite Africans to say, come and uh, attend so that you can see what we do. Observe our elections. To observe our elections so that you can learn how we do it. We take it that in America, everything is a speaking span. It's not true. It's not true even in, in Europe either. But the fickleness of humanity, especially in Zimbabwe now, we have to realize that Zimbabwe has everything we need to have a good country and a successful country. But where we are right now, we are making a mess of it. Mm. And we, as Zimbabweans, we should not allow our leaders to play with our, with our lives. Mm. Because they still go home and sleep and do, do they care that there are people who are failing to send their children to school 
others who are going to bed hungry, do they care? Do they if care? they did, if they did, this fickleness would not take place. Absolutely. There's no need for ZANU-PF to steal vote, vote, voters. Because if they do a good job, they will be voted into power. There's no need for CCC to continue to say it has been stolen. Where, where, where are they when things are being stolen? If it is a question to mm. be asked, where are they? Now, if, they, if, if there is an absence of them where things are expected to be stolen, that issue should be uh, put right. Mm. We cannot continue as a nation, an educated nation in, that, in, 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 this, in this case, that we continue to have, this is stolen. This is not, this is, this is improper. We, we are, no. it's, it's fascinating that you say that because we claim to be very educated. And yet there isn't a country in the region that's going through the mess that we're going through right now. No. I mean, Mozambique has got their own problems, but almost every election of ours gets to this point. Yes. But the point that you raise, Father, that I, I, I think is, I need to highlight, I want to highlight is constitutions and laws. Yes. Without those, men's frailty and uh, fickleness abounds, isn't it? It is. And I would like to repeat that what, the way I was trained by the United Nations in South Africa in preparation for uh, doing the, carrying out the um, elections in Mozambique, there's no way one can steal. There's no way one can make any, any, any nonsense. No. Either you, are, either you are a liar to say your, your, your papers have been stolen, or someone is lying to say, oh, yeah, we, we, we can also steal. Because sometimes people can say the truth by mistake. <laughs> yeah. I hope we are not mistaken. And we don't want to be mistaken in Zimbabwe. And, and mistaken, the price to pay is the lives of the people that remain poor, no yes. jobs. And God forbid, do not call innocent people to the streets yes. to protect your personal interests. Yeah. yeah. That's, what we, that, that's what people will, will end up if they are given a few bands and a, a couple of U.S. dollars, they will be quite happy to go toy-toying. But like you said, when the wheels of war, war. Such, such rolling, shall we not get there? No. Father, uh, I can't let you go without taking you to a sensitive space, but nonetheless it's a space that uh, very few people witnessed which is persuading President Robert Mugabe that it was time to go. I know you can't share everything, but could you give us a sense of what that was all about and what it means for the country? Yes, Trevor. I was requested 
by the commander-in-chief and I was requested by the commanders themselves to be the bridge between the commander-in-chief and the commanders. And that's what I did. Mm. And this was a statecraft issue. Mm. And these were the wills of the state. And I was just a cog in the wheel. Was it a privilege? Was it painful? Talk to me about that. It was, it was a privilege. Mm. I like, sometimes I like that which is difficult. And I enjoy difficult issues. Mm. And uh, quite a good number of difficult issues have come by in my life, I, I, I do it. Mm. Yes. Um, wow. Is this a secret that you're going to go down six feet with? The state has the right to... Uh, disclose? Disclose. But you will go down six feet without having shared. I think so. <laughs> One beauty that you share here, which which just blew my mind, um, is your conversation with Joshua Nkomo, which you bring in to explain as part of the background to Kukurawundi. I, I just it's it, it shows the beauty of this book. Because you are not writing and saying, and he said, I wasn't there and I had. Mm. You said he called you at Lancaster House. Yes. And he said, Father Fidelis Mkonori, am I going to brother win? Fidelis. Brother Fidelis. Brother Fidelis. says, yeah. Brother Fidelis Mkonori, am I going to win the elections in 1980? And you said to him, do you have a map? That's right. And Surindiga was next door. Yes. And Surindiga brought the map. Yes. And you said to him, Brother Joshua Nkomo, this is the map. This is where Zipra is. This is where Zanla is. You are not going to win. No, I didn't say I'm not going to win. What did he say? I said, here's the map of Zimbabwe to be. This is where Zipra is covering. This is where Zanla is covering. This is where the Rhodesia security forces are covering. I believe both your parties have uh, people who are in charge of the political side. He said, on the yeah. ground, yeah. On the ground, he said, yes. <clears throat> I said, therefore, the area that you have militarily covered is the area that you shall win your votes. Because those people will be, will be told, this is what we have been fighting for. Please vote for our party. And uh, he knew 
how much zebra forces had covered and how much zebra forces had not covered. And he kept quiet? No. He sent some of his lieutenants back to Lusaka that evening to try to rectify the issue. It was too late, wasn't it? It was a bit late. Yeah. Father Fidelis Connery, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I mean, you and I could sit. Maybe what we should have done is under a tree with a lot of water <laughs> and, and just have this conversation. Father, thank you so much. Before we go, um, you've written beautiful books and Good people, we love books. Um, here are the books that I recommend uh, you read that uh, Father uh, Fidelis Mkonores has written. Peace in My Blood, The Genesis of Violence in Zimbabwe, Men in the Middle, A Memo. And this is the book that uh, uh, I've been reading a couple the past few days. Wonderful books. Um, Father Fidelis Mkonores, thank you so much. Thank you for your amazing, I mean, amazing is not the right word. Thank you for your central, pivotal contribution to where this country is right now. And I'm hoping that these two lawyers will have some common sense to give you a call and you can then put them in a room, lock it up until they knock and say they found each other. Father, thank you so much. Thank you You're so much. Welcome. You remain sitting there. Allow me to turn now, Father, and and, and talk to our viewers who are all over the world, thank you yes. so much for watching, for following us every uh, every week. Remember, we are on uh, YouTube every Monday, 7 a.m. Central African time. And to ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, I invite you to subscribe, to like, and to share with your friends. And we read all your comments. Thank you for the engagement. Remember, we've built a website where all of our content sits. We have podcasts there for your listening pleasure. Thank you for your support. Until next time, cheers to you all.